When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Seeking Profit. I am here, as always, with my buddy, Emil. Emil, what's up, man? How you been? Good, dude. I was telling you before we hit record, but another week, another cold in the shore house, man. It's it's nonstop. I, I feel like winter is coming has a new meaning in my house with, with little kids and the older one being in preschool. It's so bad. I, you know, I, I didn't get it before I had kids. I was like, you know, I spent 30, a lot of years building an immunity. I'll be fine. And the kids like eat some random thing on the floor and the whole house is down, you know? Dude, have you, have you realized like as you've gotten deeper into parenting, all the things your parents told you growing up and you're like, ah, you're old. You don't know what you're talking about. I just find with every year, like everything they said is more and more true. And I'm like, man, they... They kind of got it, and I'm just like figuring it out now. <laughs> I'm like parroting them. You know, when I was younger, I would do like all these reckless things and stuff. And I say to the kids so much, like, safety first, hold on to the railing, safety first, you know, blow your food if it's cold, it's hot, safety. It's like, wow, lame. <laughs> so lame. We're exactly like our parents. Uh, you know that, like, it's a Geico commercial or something where it's like how to prevent <laughs> becoming your parents? I'm like, dude. I'm becoming my parents and it's, it's awful. Remote control Velcro to the coffee table or like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it Scottish eggs in the freezer? I don't even know. Um, so, so we were talking the other day and you had a really good idea. Um, well, one, because you've been starting a lot of sites recently and, and it was about like, uh, how long does it take to make money after you start a niche site? You know, what are general expectations? Um, we both have like a lot of, uh, samples to choose from. Um, I'll let you kick it off. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's like, I think a lot of people get started and you know, you see all the people on Twitter who are making like 10 K 20 K 30 K a month. Right. And it's like, it takes them years to get there, but it's also it's kind it's of motivating nice. to read. It is. It's like, man, it's a long time of, of nothing happening. But I think when you make that first dollar, it's really motivating. And like you, you finally see some traction and it gets you going. So I just thought it'd be cool to like show people, like I'm going to pull up one of my sites. I have the the profit and loss, whatever you want to call it. Basically just monthly expenses, monthly revenue. What did we do? Where are we making money? Uh, how many page views did it take to make that? How long did it take? Just to give people like a good good idea of, you know, how long does this stuff take? And you have some sites to give an example. I'll give like LMM, Gift Lab, whatever. We'll give like a broad. Yes. Awesome. Broad All right, let me share my screen. So if you're, uh, if you're listening on podcast, I'm going to try to dictate everything so it makes sense, but definitely recommend hopping on YouTube, watching this episode so you can like see the numbers. I, I'm a visual person, so for me, it's just easier to see it that way. So... All right, this is a this spreadsheet. This is a really nice spreadsheet, by the way. <laughs> I'm yes, now com completely embarrassed of mine. 
<laughs> I try to keep it really simple and just like if I if I have a number or like some metric that I'm like, what do I even need this for? Like I don't this like I don't even look at it anymore. I just delete it. So it's it's as bare bones as I can possibly make it is kind of how I have this broken down. So this was a site I started in May of 2021. Uh, at the top, I have expenses, and then at the bottom, I have profit. And you can see, like for 2021, we're not making anything. It appears where 2022 is, and we have a lot cooler stuff to talk about. But here, it's just page views is, is all I was tracking. So, first month, uh, we had writing was 550 bucks. You know, I paid some some dude on Upwork to help me with some images, and then some hosting. How many articles did you get from 549? Oh man, so I did a poor job of tracking that for this site. You know, for you see it up here in 2022, I have how many live articles. I should have done that for 2021, but I don't have it. If I had to guess, I'd probably say, you know, I just found a writer, paid 550. That's probably like five to 10 articles, something like that, if I had to guess. Wow. Were these good articles? <laughs> <laughs> they were they were shorter, more like definition they weren't like 1500 to 2000 word stuff and for this niche there's a lot of short articles that can be written you don't need to write a you know mammoth guides so uh that's where i started with this that's probably why i got like five to ten if i remember correctly uh okay so page views 51 that's probably me going to the site it's not even like real page views so you can see that's may june you and your mom yeah yeah exactly me my mom my friends who i'm showing i'm like look i started a website uh, you can see, you know, June was relatively the same July. I started sprinkling some link building. So I think, uh, I forget how many links we got for this four or five links, uh, here and, you know, uh, continuing the writing about 600, five, 600 bucks. It wasn't until August that I started like doubling, doubling down. I think at this point I had hired a new writer. My my writer for the first three months just was not that good. I'm curious to see how, yeah, go ahead. What made you start doubling down? Cause you weren't making money yet at this point. Like, why'd you go faster now than, you know, earlier? I, uh, I think I just was like, man, I, I've done this enough times with client, you know, working in house client sites. It's like you create content, it takes some time, but then good stuff starts happening. Um, and I also, you can see here, like September, I actually just stopped. I don't know. For whatever reason, in August, I was like, let's just go. Like, I think I wanted to get to 40 articles was my, like, seed it with 40 articles. And I was like, what does it matter if I do it over four or five months or just do it as quickly as possible? So I think in August, mm -hmm. I was just like, whatever, let's just double down. That, that was the max capacity my new writer could handle. So we just, we just kind of doubled for that month. And so continued link building. Uh, and then September, I hit... 40 articles. And that's when I just let it sit. I think at that point I'd spent, let's move it to the right here. Yeah. Basically you can see for the year I'd spent, uh, 4,000 bucks, 4,100 bucks. And I just let it sit. I was like, all right, let's see how long it takes to start going. And so you see page views down here. So May, basically nothing, you know, August, September, nothing. October. Okay. We're starting to move November. All right. We've crossed 1500. And then December, 6,000. All right, this thing's, this thing's finally alive to me. Why do you think it happened in December? Like, nothing to do with Christmas, just kind of that's when it started happening? Uh, I'm seeing it this year. So, you know, you learn some seasonality with sites. 
winter is more of the, I thought it would be more summer, but I guess it makes more sense. It's when it's like the a prep for the, it's when the profession, like at the different levels, this sport is being played at like the professional levels mm. and like, you know, f- from like young kids up to like pros. So like I'm seeing it this year, it's like November, December, it comes out of like the, the summer and, uh, fall doldrums and starts like rocketing up. So I think it was a combination of, you know, it had been what's let's see, May, June, July, August, September, October, eight months. That was month eight, right? December is month eight. You can see November. It like starts to slowly come alive. So month seven, month eight is when I was like, all right, boom. And I think you, I think a lot of people say that, right? Like six months you're in Google, the Google sandbox until you like really start seeing anything if that site's even going to like take off. When we were like really deep in with LMM, it would take us at least three months before Google would even rank an article. So I think six months makes sense, but I'm looking at this and I think it's like really easy to kind of like go through and like it was eight months is what we spent. But like when you're building eight months is like six lifetimes and uh, you're probably like super anxious. You can't believe it didn't happen yet. Um, But it's only eight months. You know? Yeah. I mean, luckily for me, this is not my main site. This was, I had the main site going. Actually, no, I picked up the main site in September of this year. So this is technically. Did you make any revenue before we jumped to the next site? No. So this is, you can see, I have like profit down here, but there was, I didn't even start running. I don't start running ads until there's legit traffic. And that's kind of changed over time. Like, you know, when I could only do a Zoic, whatever, 5,000. As we'll go to 2022, you see I put Azoic on the site because you can get a site with less page views in there. Now, like my these both these sites are in AdThrive, which AdThrive requires I think 100,000 for your first site and then 30,000 for any add-on site. So for me, I'm probably just gonna wait. Like any site I create in the future, you know, up to like 30,000 page views, you're you're maybe making a couple hundred bucks a month mm-hmm. and like. Uh, there's debate on does Zoic slow a site down? You know, everyone kind of likes to uh, deliberate and stuff. I think they've gotten better, but like, you know, people say Zoic, yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of <laughs> like, yeah, you've probably seen it firsthand, right? Working with customers and that they take control of your uh, name servers, your DNS, you mm-hmm. kind of, yes, you could actually not do it that way. I think it's faster not to do it that way, but yeah, they're they add a lot of things in. Yeah, that's how they recommend, right? Like you change your DNS. Uh, I think that's how I did it. And it didn't tank my site. I didn't notice like any traffic changes. Um, but anytime I like voluntarily making my site slower, that's that's not an awesome thing. Um, but anyway, like my threshold now, it's like I'm just trying to get a site to basically 30,000 page views and then we'll add Ad Thrive to start monetizing with ads. But yeah, you can see like, so I was saying I had my main site going, which kind of is like, that was a site I stepped into already had 50,000 page views. We slapped ads on it and started making money. So like I saw what was possible. So, you know, I wasn't starting completely from scratch where I was like, man, is this going to work? Like how much money can I actually make off ads? Like I'd already been bought in a little bit cause I had a, a site I picked up in September from a buddy of mine that I was working on. And yeah, that coincides with me stopping on the site. I was like wanting to put more effort in the other side. I hit 40 on this one. I'm like, let's let this one chill and see what happens. Yeah, you want to redirect your budget to what was working better. Right, exactly. 
All right. Are you ready for twenty twenty two? Yeah. All right. So twenty twenty two has you know, a lot more fun stats down here. You can see in January, we went from 6K in December to 16.5 in January. So like, all right, they start starting to roll. I had installed Azoic. So you see some some money actually coming in the door. I put Amazon affiliate on the site, a couple affiliate links. <clears throat> and then Azoic ads had just started at the end of the month, which is why it's only six bucks. But you can see I hadn't started, I hadn't put money back in in January, I started in February once I was like, okay, you know, ads are on. <laughs> I made 14 whole dollars, 15, almost 15 bucks in January. <laughs> let's start putting some money, you know, this thing's alive. Like let's, let's get the writer back on it. So you were like, there's, there's life. So let me lean in. I don't necessarily need to call profits yet. You, you're like, okay, at least it's now worthy of more investment. Yeah. For me, it was like, okay, this thing is alive. It has you know, it went from nothing to 16,500 in a couple months. I mean, 10 months, but like it's the inflection just happens all of a sudden. Right. And you just, you feel motivated on it. You go from nothing and then the site's picking up. Sometimes it's a slow slog. Sometimes it'll be like 1000 in one month then 2000, like much more linear. But like, you know, when you see a nice little pop, I think it gives you motivation to just like, all right, let's get this thing going again. So February, you can see, okay, Zoic is running for the whole month, but my RPMs are really terrible, like 10 bucks. You know, I think any, most people are shooting for like 15 to $20 minimum, like minimum. This thing's doing 10 bucks with 47 articles. What do you think articles. that is? Uh, looking back, it's a, it's a niche where people don't really spend it's not a sport where people are spending a lot of money to play it. Like you have to, when you start these sites, if you're going with, um, if like ads are going to be your strategy, you really have to think about who is this audience? Like, is this an audience that spends a lot of money on whatever topic you're talking about? Cause advertisers are going to want to get in front of those people. If mm. it's not really like, you're not going to get paid that well. I mean, you know, part of it is how long do people stay on your site, right? Like the more ads you can serve, the longer people are on your site, like, yes, your, your RPMs are going to be higher, but it's also like, what is the the audience you have? Do they spend a lot of money on that thing you're talking about? Or are they just affluent? Like a lot of times yeah. I'll go to a site and I'll get like a SEMrush ad or like a Betterment ad or something. Cause I was like on their sites it has nothing to do with the actual content. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Tech companies are going to be paying more for their RPMs on ads. Right. So like if you have a, that type of audience visiting your site, you're going to, you're going to be making more. So good point there. Um, so you can see like the things I'm tracking, I have like page views, RPMs of ads only CPM, which is all that's like, um, affiliate plus ads, number of live articles. I started tracking average dollar per post and average page views per post. Average dollar per post is one I picked up from, from Anne and Moss, you know her, I've heard of her. Yeah, she's just, she does like some crazy. She's got like a ton of sites. I think she does like 200K a month, like elite publisher. And she talks she about. She's the one with like yey.com or something. Yeah, like that? yeys. Yeys.com. Yes. Yeys. I think <laughs> I've. <laughs> yeys. Uh, she brought this metric up and I thought it was good for like if you have a portfolio, it helps you really key in on which sites are making the most 
per post. So like, where should I be investing each dollar? Where is each post that I add to this site going to incrementally make me more? So I like that metric to add here. You can see in like March, I started writing, I uh, had the writer pick up again. Then I started, then I moved that writer over to the main site because he actually has experience with that niche as well. So I was like, all right, he's decent. Let me move him. And you can see here, I switched from Azoic to Monumetric. RPM stayed basically the same. They probably even went down. I think that was also because, you know, like I was mentioning, summer's not a great time for this sport. <clears throat> so. I think that was part of it. And then finally in uh, August, we got this thing, or uh, July, we got it on AdThrive. We crossed that 30K and I got into AdThrive's network. And you can see once I got into AdThrive, my RPMs, almost 15, 17, 21, last month, 26. Granted, it's November and you know there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but okay, cool. This thing can actually produce a lot better with AdThrive. And so you see, I started investing in like five to six articles a month on this site again. So why'd you jump Zoic to Monumetric and then again to AdThrive? And you're only on Monumetric for like five months. Are they just like notoriously bad or something? Like, I think someone hit me up on their team and was like, hey, we can guarantee or like, here's a bunch of case studies. Monumetric hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, here's a bunch of case studies on how we can beat Zoic. They also, I think Monumetric handles ads for you. Azoic, you have to use like ad inserter and put the ads in yourself and manage it and optimize it. So I think Monumetric was going to take that off my hands, which I personally hate using ad inserter and all that. Like I rather, like I love AdDrive and I think, um, what's the one that starts with an M? Mediavine. Mediavine. They, they do full service, which I love. Um, I like that a lot better. So I think that's why they, they sold me on it. And I knew it was just a placeholder, but I wanted to try them out, see if they could do any better than Azoic. In case, you know, I started a site in the future, like it's a case study for me. Like, should I go use Monumetric or Azoic? And like, to me, they're they're the same. It's just Monumetric gives you some white glove. I don't know if it was the seasonality, but uh, your RPMs went down when you're with Monumetric. It did. I think in like the first 30 days, they did like uh, how we compared to AdThrive and like, or uh, to Azoic, and it was slightly better or about the same. But yeah, yeah, if you look at this, they did worse. But it's also seasonality, so it wasn't an apples to apples comparison. With seasonal sites, it's so hard to do like a, you know, an apples to apples comparison with um, these ad networks. Unless you sit for like a whole year or something, exactly, just which, for the sake of an experiment. Which <laughs> exactly, which sucks. I, yeah, not cool. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, now you can see the site. I mean, November had an awesome month, you know, October revenue was 730 bucks, November 1300. And so I'm only spending 400 bucks a month. So it's profiting, you know, last month we made 900 bucks. And so December's looking to be roughly on the same path and I'll probably spend the same amount on content. Like my plan for this is like, as long as it keeps growing, like even if it's tiny, tiny growth, I'll reinvest in four to five articles a month to keep, you know, the site feeling fresh and new. And, you know, you and I have seen Google likes that uh, and to cover just a wider swath of, of keywords. I'll just keep reinvesting 400 bucks and let this thing kind of ride. Now it's nice, right? It's like a year and a year and some year and a half of work and pay some bills, thousand bucks a month. Not bad. This is awesome. And uh, so looking at it, I mean, year and a half, two years, we're, we're talking a few thousand dollars in, in income. 
granted you kind of invested ahead of the income. If it was just 2022, it looks like you would be profitable. Yeah, let's see. Let's go to the right. Yeah, profit for the year, two grand. And I have a, you know, you see here, I started investing in a virtual assistant in October. So now it's like this site requires like two hours of my time a month, maybe three. So that's, that's like the more important part, right? Like I used to invest more time. I got it to a place I like. Now, how do I like make it as hands-off as possible? Like I still want to be involved in the strategy. Like I'm creating, I'm doing keyword research, creating briefs for writers, but we have like templates for a lot of the keywords we cover because mm. we're basically like, okay, here are keywords that work. Let's find variations of those keywords. Uh, and then the VA is posting and publishing and everything. So I'm, I try to make it as hands-off as possible now. So you have your, your main site, you have this site, and are, are those the only two that you're working on? I just started a new site in October. Oh, okay, so right now at least, or up until this point, it's either like your team's working on your main site or this one. And this one, in a sense, competes with attention from the one that's bringing in much more. Yeah. I mean, at this point, this one doesn't even like, like it's at a steady state again, two, three hours a month. Like that's not taking mm. much away from the main site. Like it's not taking a ton of mind share. Like I'm not thinking about like, how do I really grow and blow this thing out? I'm like, all right, I think I can just like really with two to three hours a month, grow this thing slowly, let it do its thing. And then maybe we'll sell it in like a year or two. I don't know. Or just whatever, hang on to the cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. To be decided. Yeah, I know. A good, good problem to have. We'll, we'll cross that path when we get there. But yeah, three sites. Uh, I thought this one would just be the best example of like, you know, I started this one from scratch. The main site, I had a leg up. I acquired it from a friend. It had like, you know, doing 30 to 60,000, another seasonal site doing 30 to 60,000 page views. But like, that's not starting from scratch. I'd acquired it five years after you'd started it. So what kind of multiple did you pay? Or what was like the deal that you, uh, he retained equity. So originally I had like made an offer, you know, anyone who starts something and puts that much time into it has a inflated view of how much it's worth. Not like based on <laughs> actual, like it, it was bringing in like a hundred bucks a month. So the value of it should be like five grand. I think I offered him like 15, 20 and he wanted 40 or something. And oh, instead wow. we decided like he would just retain a, a smaller percentage of equity, a minority share of the equity there. So like he'll make that either in cash flow or if we sell, he retains that as well. What percentage? He has 20%. And so you, but you gave him no money. No, 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 no upfront for me. I just acquired it. I get 80%. He gets 20 and he gets to be like hands off with it. But the funny thing is now that, now that it's like kicking and humming, he's like, trying to get more involved with it. So we'll see in the future, like if, if I can, Hey, I mean, he has equity. That's free. That's free effort right there. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's a good buddy of mine. And like, if he, you know, we've talked about like, he can come in and do some cool stuff. Like he, he notes at advertising really well. He's good at like partnerships and stuff. We'll see. Like maybe he just comes in starts, you know, we can move back to 50, 50 or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm open to it changing, but right now it's just 80, 20 mm. on that main site. That's awesome. Also hard, you know, and as it gets to be bigger numbers. I know, I know. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that one, but, uh, it's in a good place. It's growing fast. Uh, I'm really excited for that one. I think it has an insane amount of potential. Uh, but enough about me. I want to, should we, do you want to cover listen money matters first? 
GIF lab? Yeah, what do you think sure. Do? Well, I could show a scary spreadsheet. So um, <clears throat> let me see if I can distill it down quickly. We have podcast downloads, which in the beginning it didn't exist. We have unique visitors, their page views. I have like all of the details because I was just crazed about I'm crazy about data. Um, but the actual, so here's costs. So I was not all that different from you, actually. Um, this is year one of so, Listen Money Matters? Yeah, this is this is year one. I started December, like registered domain, kind of okay. in earnest, started in January. Um, and then this was income. And uh, what happened is like, I was just messing around. Um, but because in, in the personal finance space, uh, you can sell things that are worth a lot. And so I think I made like one or two sales in January. Um, and I like wigged out. Uh, I, I like multiplied it times a million. I think one of those maybe was a Bluehost thing or something. And I, I knew I was going to be a millionaire and it was just a matter of like weeks or something. How, how did you um, make a sale in month? You know, you saw for me, it's like, it took me eight months to earn a dollar. How did you make, like, where did you get traffic from that you made a sale in like that first month? So you started in 2021 um, and it's very competitive now. I started this, this January is January, 2014. It was mm. not very competitive. And time. I think I, I created, uh, so I had, I think I had like, Ahrefs didn't even exist when I first started. Um, I think I like Googled need money now and there was like just garbage and I created, I was like one of my first posts on this, my matters. I, I was like, how do I elevate this? So I, I create, I called it the need money now strategy. And it was kind of like, you know, some loan things are here, ways to kind of earn, um, you know, online business type stuff. And so that kind of took off cause there was no competition, um, and everyone was flying blind, basically. Um, and I didn't do much better than that for like five months, um, but was producing things. Um, so all the writing, a lot of it was coming from me. Um, I did get help from other people. Uh, kind of didn't really start paying for writing until like year two and beyond meaningfully. Um so and you, were, you were creating all the notes. content. You were creating all the content up to that point. Yeah, and this was like way back when like people would like spin articles, and so I would spend all this time like I would write this article and then I would try and figure out how to like get it to spin and be decent. Dude, I could have written like five articles in the time it would take to like. I don't know if you've ever seen that where you like replace a word with a bunch of variables and is is gross. Um, isn't that like programmatic now? Uh, now, I mean, AI will just do it for you, but the idea is like you write an article and then you're like, instead of the word market, use stock market or investing or use a bunch of versions of that word or that sentence. Mm. And then the spinner will just generate a bunch of versions of that article with the rules you set in place. Got it. It was, te it was very tedious. Um, so anyways, year one, and I have the summary uh, over here in my cheat sheet. So year one, Listen My Matters only earned $1.7,000. And I was like a crazed maniac about trying to get it to earn. 
um, the next year. But I mean, that's, uh, that's oh, pretty awesome that in year one, you, you actually made money at that time, like different from, from my path on my start, my site from scratch. Cash flow, not, not so much. Uh, I, I cash flow lost almost five thousand dollars, four thousand nine hundred. All right, so, so we're in the same. Kind boat. of actually similar to your story. Yeah. And the thing is, didn't even know each other. Two different worlds were operating in, and, <laughs> and it kind of landed very similarly. Yeah. Um, I have this big line here between October and November because that's when we actually started the podcast. Started the podcast. That's the first line right here. Um. Grew pretty quickly, and what happened is it wound up uh, dragging the site with it. Um, and we learned a lot about kind of like how podcasts work in tandem with sites. Um, not all that different from why we when I, I wanted to start seeking profit, you know, to like help the site. Dude, this um, is nuts. You grew in like a year, up to two hundred thousand downloads a month. That's that's insane. I mean, that's yeah. again. You you start. You were like a pioneer, I think, in like podcasting. There right? weren't that was really the- any. Sh- it, was, it was like us, Ramsey, and Susie Orman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, uh, and then it just kind of dragged the site with it. So it was, you know, January we're at twenty four hundred unique visitors, and if you go all the way down to. December, November, December, and this is like dead season for personal finance. Mm-hmm. Um, almost ten x it, but then you know the following year, uh, you know it was like sideways. We didn't really, we really focused on the podcast. Um, but income wise, we were earning about a hundred dollars a month, so still didn't figure it out. And as we go, we were hitting like nine hundred in July. Um, we got almost 6,000 in October. And so it is like low tide, but we started to figure out, um, essentially, uh, which products to promote. It was all coming from impact radius. It's now called impact. Mm. So, um, we didn't even try ads. Um, and so this was all people going to the site from like leveraging the podcast, you know, telling people to go check out listenmoneymatters.com and then. People clicking around, reading your articles, clicking on affiliate links, and taking an action. All the money was from affiliate. Yeah, and and I think you you called it correctly that it was really all the podcast. And so at this point, um, you know, eleven thousand people from Google came, but like a hundred eighty thousand from the show. And as we scaled the site up and kind of grew the podcast, I think I attributed more value to the site than the show uh when you're in someone's head like your podcast like the earbuds you're in their head it's just like a different game and we eventually years later learned how to do like verbal call to actions that would earn thousands of dollars from like one mention in an episode so we, we tried our hand at products um but if you if you look at uh, you know product sales, and this is across multiple years as compared to affiliate income, we just couldn't. I had read someone uh, wrote Evernote Essentials, teaching how to use Evernote, a free mm. tool, and they had earned a hundred thousand dollars the first year. I'm like, oh, I can do that with Mint, and then we'll just earn a hundred thousand dollars. This is roughly the most that it probably earned. Um, Two hundred fifty-five. Uh, Twenty-five hundred. Uh, oh, mastering that book. And, and, you know, I, I think what uh, I learned like way, way later is 
you create a thing. It doesn't even have to be good, but you have to market it. And so we weren't marketing. We were just sticking it on the site and hoping mm. people would passively buy. Um, but it was year one, 1.7K. Year two, 18.3K. Year four. Sorry, year three, 31.1K. Then finally in year four, it was 112 and a half, then 218, then 363, 504. So, like, it took us basically four years to figure out how to monetize the site. And then we were double or tripling a year. What happened between? So, you took us up to year two. What were the big changes between year two? where you made 18 and then mm -hmm. year four, where you passed a hundred K what was like the big difference there? Uh, we were creating better quality content and way, way less content. And, um, everything that we created worked together. So we, when we started, we were creating an article, we were creating an episode, maybe there'd be a companion show notes and it was really disjointed. And eventually we came up with, a publishing schedule and a podcast would have a companion article that would combine into one bigger thing. As we kind of went on, we realized that we should um, optimize for listens in the iTunes store by using popular names of people that we interviewed or things people might search for, SEOing the article. So it was really like um, m making more with the same effort. If anything, producing less, just better things. Mm. That's right. You guys would take an episode. Let's say you were talking about uh, how to use Mint, I don't know, for an example that you were just talking about. And you would like transcribe it and then make that an article, right? That could be picked up by Google. So now you have the podcast and you turn that into a content piece that would hopefully get some organic traffic too. Yeah, uh, wouldn't even transcribe it. We, uh, within like three or four months of the show, a fan reached out. Mm. She lived in New York. And so Matt and I went to go visit her at a bar, obviously at a bar because we were drinking <laughs> beer on the show. And uh, she just loved the show. And anyways, we kind of knew when we were going there that maybe we'd see if she would help us. She wound up writing the show notes. And because she was a fan anyway, she would listen to the episode and then write what we discussed into an article. Mm. Um, and then kind of built on that process. Uh, that, was, that was Candace. So many of the articles on this in my manager from her. She still works with us. She's awesome. Um, but, it, but it was like, I feel like transcribing wouldn't read or work the same way as like an actual article created for that topic. Yeah, that's, that's smart. So she would read it or listen to it and then like, use that as like the outline and would, would add things to it and, and all this. You're right. If you transcribe it and just paste it up, like I think I tried that years ago when the company I worked for had a podcast, right? Like run it through rev.com or whatever, transcribe it. Cool. You got a couple thousand words, slap it up. And it, it just never really works because there's no, no one there's wants no like, that. yeah, it's like, you're not reading something like you can't skim that in a good way where you get like little snippets and information. It's just like, you have to read the whole thing to get anything. So that's smart. And we used to create uh, docs to kind of help prep us for the show. Eventually we learned to like give those to Candace so she could use our research. We made that better. Um, but it still took us a really long time. Like I thought I understood how to make money with affiliate programs and stuff, but it like took me about four years to actually know. Um, Gift Lab 
on the other hand, year one, I'd earned 9.7K and year two, it earned 102K, 102.7K. How did, okay, so (laughs) let's go, Gift Lab, I think will be a really interesting one for for listeners because that I think is more in like, listen, money matters. You built a brand, you built like a podcast, which uh, let's be real, niche site people don't really do that. They build a site and you're either monetizing through ads or like affiliate, right? Like it's all online. It's, it's less about a brand and more about just picking a niche that you think there's an opportunity. So how did, how did you make that much money with GIF lab the first year you just started ranking that quickly? So we, um, were using Ahrefs at that point. And like, uh, so that was, um, 2017, 2018. So, we were, we we're like legit early adopters. Um, and uh, in researching for Listen Money Matters, uh, Laura found like the gift niche, which was not a niche. There was yeah. no anything really related to this. She found, found all these like, when we were doing Listen Money Matters, we were just like volume, 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 20,000, 30,000 volume keywords. Like, let's just go after the big dogs. And um, we, we found, uh, a treasure trove of multi-thousand keywords with zero difficulty, no one even attempting to, like, Amazon is ranking number one for these. Mm-hmm. And our prevailing wisdom was Google hates Amazon and literally a piece of garbage could rank above an Amazon <laughs> article on the SERPs. And uh, and so we just kind of went at it uh, creating. We, we studied any other gift list we could find, kind of combined the best pieces, Um and then uh, we used the Listen Money Matters to help promote it. We talked about it on the show. Mm. Um, there, you know, it got linked to in show notes. Uh, and I think part of it is because there was no competition, and because we just went like wide very quickly. We created—I don't remember exactly, but I want to say like fifty or so lists in the first year. Okay. Kind of like researched, clear scoped, blah blah blah. Um, that's impressive. And given like a complete vacuum of stuff, it just it got picked up. That, that's still impressive for 50 articles. How much money? What was that first well, year? Well, that was 9.7K the first year. I think we probably had about 100 or so the second year. Um, What month did you guys start? Was it another January start? No, we, we started at mid-year. Um, but obviously like January and everything are the big months. Mm-hmm. So... It didn't, it didn't marinate that much, but it was getting, I guess, the links from Listen Money Matters, which helped. Still, that's, I mean, you're right. When you own other properties, you get to link to your new properties. And if you have, I mean, let's talk about it. One of the best link building strategies is like having friends <laughs> with sites. Like, hey, dude, can you hook me up with a link here? <laughs> but still, I mean, I do that and it still takes, it takes months still. I'm surprised like you guys started mid-year and had made a couple thousand, like you already had articles ranking only 50 articles. Like that's, that's impressive. So it means, I guess like, this I don't know. four years ago though. So it's like a lifetime of the internet. Yeah. But st- four years ago still, I, I think it, I remember it still kind of being the same. Like it takes a while. No, mm. that's not true. You're right. It was easier. Like four years ago, it was just less competition. Yeah. Like, uh, no, there was not a single big site that was doing this. Yeah. Um, and, and anything that was even remotely competing was so bad. Like if you, as a person looking to actually find a gift, went to this, you're like, this is garbage. Like it's all garbage. Like, did anyone even try, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, I think that's a that's a good takeaway too. I think your first couple are gonna take the longest to figure it out. How do I make money? What are the levers I can pull? And then on subsequent projects, like you just kind of have your checklist and your your like starter guide is just better, and you can make money faster, and you know what to do at certain milestones. So, yeah, you know. I had this friend that um, was you know, looking to build new sites, and I don't think he ever really did it. But I really, you know, we were trying to set goals, and I was trying to like help him without doing it. And it was always like, after a year, aim thousand dollars a month. That was like the goal, and like all focus towards what needs to happen to get there. And it, and it's one like you may not get there, and if you get to eight hundred, that's still awesome. But like kind of setting into his mind like it's got to be at least a year and honestly I think you don't have you don't have fire until you're at like year 3 you know then you maybe have something defensible that's growing quickly on its own yeah 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 niche down on twitter right mike i think his last name is donovan or something uh he you know you see his uh his whatever that background image on his twitter it's like He's slogging, 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 creating all his own content. Then year three, it just goes insane. And now he's making like, you know, 30, 40K a month. But he just stuck with it for years, making so little. And it's like, that's, if you don't, it's either two things. Either you have the money and you go buy a site, right? Or you acquire one, like I talked about with my main site. And you get the, you get the head start and you get to start making like, you know, real money within six months a year or you got to just put in the time to like let this thing grow and you know you're building an asset it takes time there there was a point where laura and i were going to buy um a site and we're looking on flippa and like motion investments like a whole bunch of these sites um most of them are pretty bad yeah and the thing is like you're, you're looking at it and yeah, they have links, or yeah, they created this stuff, but if the content is bad, like you're literally buying garbage that just happened to, I, I don't know that I believe you can get like a really good site unless it's like an off-market deal, you know, like you make a connection, you're in a private Facebook group, like when Matt sold Roasty, that was through a, fi- a private Facebook group. Yeah. I agree On the you. market, like it'll get bid up to some ridiculous level. I agree with you. I think... uh you know, no shade on Flippa or Empire Flippers or all those, but for the most part, when I look through them, you know, you're you're wading through a you're wading through like a sea of garbage. There's just so many sites that people, you know, like people are building to flip and they just whatever. Yes, get some. I think go- that's it. If you go to like the higher price points, like maybe you're going to pay one hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand, you'll find like real sites that people right. dedicated years towards, but. Right. The cheaper end, like they're literally building to flip. Their job is to flip sites. Right. And so they're not trying to make something that'll stand the test of time. It no. just needs to last two years. Exactly. Yeah. Get get the valuation up, like is you know, show some growth so someone pays, you know, the, the higher end of the multiple and you know, wipe your hands and they're done with it. So yeah. All right. I think that's probably a, a good place for us to end it. I mean, we we got to like walk people through like different sites, you know. You had Listen Money Matters for a long time. You built a brand around it. I have this site in the sports niche that's slow growing. We kind of got to see like, you know, month eight, it finally started to perform. GIF Lab, uh, that one was on like crack, man. I think that one, that was like really (laughs) fast results from what I've seen. But 
yeah, I think people got to kind of see like how long does it take to get to like actually make some money on a site and you start from scratch. So, so if it is still down, I feel like it's, you know, one year to convince your significant other, there may be something year there, <laughs> three years before you could even consider quitting a job or something, you know, take some time. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Um, but if you missed anything, we'll have all the details in the show notes, uh, my Twitter URL, Emil's Twitter, uh, the sites that we talked about, we won't include Emil's, but you know, mine or whatever, any, any goodies we, we think of. Um, if you like this, like us on YouTube, uh, subscribe in a podcast, leave us a review, um, anything to encourage us. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Later, man. See you, dude. We're seeking profit. We're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, seeking, we're seeking, seeking, we're seeking profit.